The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Today, we are going to continue the conversation that we kicked off last week, which is opening yourself up to be an open channel for creation to flow through you, to flow from you. It's so important we begin from that foundation because it's basically aligning you into the stream of where you are using yourself as a conduit to plug yourself in to where your work in the world is of the highest service for the collective. And when I look at where my zone of genius is within coaching, it's this, deep from the foundational root identity changes. You guys have probably noticed that theme within client interviews that come on here, right? Which is that initial phase when people first come to work with me is a complete unwinding of their current identity, who they have been conditioned to believe themselves to be, and then rising into who they are meant to be in this world, doing the work in the world that they were meant to do. And when I started, I focused on the employee to entrepreneur transition, which is already such a huge transition, right? <laughs> it's like the, what I say to you guys is like, it's like the art of living in the wild, right? After you've been taught to just live in a zoo your whole life, it's a huge transition. Scooping out all of the conditioning of believing some authority knows better than you that it's your job to listen and follow the rules, all of that. But as I've coached more and more people into growing six and multiple six-figure businesses, I've started to identify so many other intersection points that are basically mental constructs that need to be unwound. Because if you think about what an entrepreneur is, right? People come into entrepreneurship because they have a vision for the world that they see, right? They're like, this is my vision that I see for what is possible in the world. And I want to birth it into reality. I want to birth it into the world. No one's telling them they have to do that thing. I do believe it comes from a spiritual higher power, right? But it's like the dream that just won't quit them 
And they're oftentimes, they're a little bit wild, like the core value that almost every single one of my clients has that wants to come into entrepreneurship is freedom. They want to decide when they work. They want to decide what they do. They want to be the complete like CEO, the boss of their own life, right? They don't want to live their lives being told what to do. And that is a huge transition from someone who, you know, as a child, your parents tell you what to do. And then you go through the school system and the teachers tell you what to do. And then you go into the workforce and your bosses tell you what to do, right? Coming into entrepreneurship is completely blowing up all of that. But in order to actually be free, right? We come out into our own business and in order to actually be free, we realize that there's so much still sitting in our own minds from what we've been taught in the matrix, right? And all of that has to get scooped out. And this is fundamentally the work we do in the brand Alchemy Accelerator. Alchemy was a very intentional word for the program because alchemy is the work of taking something that is mundane or sometimes even undesirable and turning it into gold, turning it into treasure, right? Something highly valuable. And what the brand Alchemy Accelerator does is it takes this current identity that's just like this composition of imprints and patterns and things you've been taught, and it composts all of it, right? And if you think about what compost is, compost, if you have ever done composting before, you let all of your food scraps just go into the ground and become nutrient-dense, rich soil for something new to birth itself. And that is the work of birthing your future self. And these intersection points of deconditioning in your identity from gender constructs, right? What you believe is possible for you or the conditioning in your mind that tells you, you know, that you, you have to give all your attention to your kids and it makes you a bad mother. If you're, you know, working in your business, ask me how I know about this one, had to definitely unwind that from my brain or racial constructs, right? Internalized racism, internalized white supremacy that have taught you to shrink or be small or to believe that your voice isn't desired or that your voice doesn't matter in certain rooms where maybe the people in there are old white men. I have coached so many people of color who have been taught to believe that their voice doesn't matter or whatever the flavor of that story is, or spiritual or religious beliefs, right? Conditioning that tells you that you should censor or hide parts of what your spiritual beliefs are in order to be accepted by others, in order to be able to make money because you don't want to be perceived as quote unquote, too weird or quote unquote, too woo woo. Come with me weirdos, we're, we're unleashing all the woo woo. And the work we do inside of the brand Alchemy Accelerator is this, right? It's the caterpillar to the butterfly transformation. If you think about that entire photo shoot I did, like that main photo on the sales page was extremely intentional, the visual aesthetics that I chose to be the totem for this program. It is the work of coming in as a caterpillar and leaving as a butterfly. Although it's funny because I do believe our future self, right? We're always, it's just layers upon layers. And in the program, I actually walk you guys through like what this looked like growing to six figures, what this looked like growing to my first quarter million, what this looked like growing to my first half a million. It's not like, and I think this, that's part of the fun thing is like your brand is you, right? And if you're always growing into your highest potential, that will always be reflected in your brand in the world. So opening yourself up 
as a powerful channel of the creation that wants to flow through you, rather than trying to follow some random strategy you learned in a webinar to try to logic your way into figuring out what will quote unquote resonate with your audience. Because that strategy of trying to logic your way into a successful business is just recreating the employee construct you were taught, right? Look at the job description, stuff yourself into the box, show up at the interview, hopefully as the right fun house mirror version of who you are so that the people will like you and they'll hire you and you will get the job, right? So many people are coming into entrepreneurship with that same employee construct, that same societal construct and trying to run their business as that, right? And this is actually... That's the number one mistake in branding. If you listen to episode 79, it's that is the work of like trying to make the right quote unquote impression on people and trying to be the right person so that you'll be liked versus just tuning into your frequency and asking what wants to express through me? How can I be of highest service to the collective? What wants to come through me? Because you didn't start a business to stuff yourself into a box and make the right impression to hopefully trick enough people into believing that you're some funhouse mirror version of yourself so that they'll like you enough to pay you. Which trust me, I have had friends do that. They left corporate and they were very successful at doing that in corporate. And then they used that same strategy, right? The great pretending, it's the octopus strategy. Talked about it before where it has a survival mechanism You were taught to basically look at your surroundings and to adapt yourself to be that. You guys have seen octopuses do that, right? Like they can go YouTube it, guys. You look at them like floating through the sea. They will change the color of their skin, literally the texture of their skin. I don't know if the texture actually changes or if it just visually looks like the complete texture of their skin changes. And they're constantly just blending into their surroundings so that they won't be a threat, so that they won't be a perceived threat that could be eaten, that could be, you know, like it's a protective mechanism. And we as humans look at what the octopus is doing and we're like, that's so fascinating that the octopus can do that. But I want you to consider most humans are doing that, right? Right. Most humans are like, who does my mom want me to be when I'm at the family reunion? And I'll be that person. Okay. Who does my boss want me to be in this corporate environment? And I'll be that person. And then who does this group of friends from high school want me to be? And I'll be that person. And who does this current group of neighborhood moms want me to be? And I'll be that person. It's the same fucking thing right? We think it's so fascinating. The octopus does it. This is what most humans do. They're not being themselves in the world. And what I would like to recommend is that we stop doing that. And going back to my friends that have used the octopus strategy to start their businesses, some of them got to multiple six figures. And then they were like, what the fuck? Like, this is not why I started my business. I want to be myself. I want to be me. And then blew up their businesses and had a complete existential crisis. And I would like (laughs) to save all of my audience from going through that very painful process, right? It's like you think it's the next top of the mountain and then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm still not happy because I'm not aligned into who I'm meant to be in this world. And that strategy of like, let me see what impression I can make fucks you as an entrepreneur, right? I want to be a wallflower, right? Or I want to hire a wallflower, right? said no client ever. You started a business to stop doing that. 
You started a business to allow yourself to fully feel free and express what wants to come out of you. But it turns out that when you leave the matrix, the mental constructs of what you were taught for decades still live on as neural pathways inside of your brain. And stress responses that you were taught as a child still live inside of your body. And there are hundreds of these beliefs and mental constructs that are basically like your own internal prison of which you are the guard. The analogy I've used before in the show is like the shock collars that people put on dogs. You shock the dog enough times at the boundary of the property that you don't want it to leave. And after a little bit of time, you can just take the collar off the dog. The dog doesn't even need the collar anymore. It will stay within the boundary of what it was taught. And this is another thing. We as humans, we look at that and they're like, oh, it's so interesting. Fido just stays right inside the yard. He doesn't even know that the collar's off him. He could just leave right away. And we think it's so fascinating watching the dog do that. But then we as humans, that's literally the exact same thing we're doing when we come and we start our business. We just have a series of shock collars that aren't on us anymore. They're completely removed. We, are, we could be doing whatever the fuck we want. And yet here we are with a brain telling us, don't do this, don't do that. You have to follow this rule. You can't be X, you can't be Y, that's too big, right? That is the exact same thing as the dog with the shock collars on. It is just a taught conditioned imprint that you have been taught that that's who you are, that that's you know the, your beingness. And what I want to suggest is that's just a total mental construct that has nothing to do with who you are. And this is literally how social conditioning works for our brains as humans. So it's maddening, right? When you're in your business and you recognize, you know, you're like, I left my job to feel free. I left my job to do whatever I want, to work when I want, to show up in the world the way that I want to show up. And yet you find yourself shrinking. You find yourself telling yourself you can't do certain things. And it's maddening because what exists inside of you, that frequency, your soul is all of this bottled up greatness. It's who you are meant to be in this world. All of these gifts that you have for the world, all of this incredible genius. And then you come into your own business and realize that your own brain is the guardian at the gate. Your own nervous system is imprisoning you, right? Holding all of that genius, all of those gifts, who you are meant to be in this world inside of you bottled up all of these invisible rules and mental boundaries, your brain and nervous system tell you not to cross. Now, obviously this work of the future self, this work of allowing and then amplifying your fullest expression, unleashing that scroll stopping magnetism, that's what the entire brand alchemy accelerator process walks you through step-by-step. Step. But today I wanna to offer you guys a really simple reframe like a, a concept that if you actually implement, it will completely change your life. And it's this, most of who you believe yourself to be is a lie. Most of who you fundamentally identify yourself as is not you. It is a false you. 
It's a costume you're wearing. And most people on earth believe themselves to be the costume they have been taught to wear instead of identifying with the frequency that exists within them, that soulful boundlessness that they feel inside of them that is dying to be unleashed. You are not a human on earth that sometimes has spiritual experiences. You are a spiritual being who is here having a human experience. And part of that human experience is incarnating into a human body, a beautiful little meat suit where you've got a brain, you've got a nervous system, you've got all the apparatus of a human. And you came here with a purpose. Now, it won't take you more than a quick Google search to find how purpose-hungry people are right now. And most of the time, they're asking themselves the wrong question, a repeated, like, what am I meant to do here? What am I meant to do on this earth? When really, the work is attuning to that inner frequency beyond the conditioned brain patterns and stress responses of the nervous system of their meat suit and asking themselves, who am I? Who am I meant to be? And then how can you nurture that being into naturally unfolding? The same way an acorn will naturally grow into the mighty oak tree if it is given the right environment, the right soil, the right sunlight, the right conditions, that acorn will just become an oak tree doesn't have to work hard to do a thing, right? In the same way a tomato seed won't grow into a sunflower, it will grow into a tomato plant. And when you are aligned in mind, body, and soul with who you were meant to be, what you are here to do just naturally flows from that. It naturally flows from you. It's not an existential crisis to spin and ruminate on. It's a natural unfolding from coming into alignment. Now, the problem comes in because as a culture, we aren't really okay <laughs> with people being who they are, depending on who that being is, right? We've got a lot of rules on what we believe to be okay, maybe from your family, maybe from your neighborhood, maybe from the school you went to, right? Like there's a million different ways that you could have been taught this isn't okay, right? But it's that's what happens. Like a human who is a tomato seed, they're like, wait, no, 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 I'm supposed to be a sunflower. And then they're like trying to grow themselves as a sunflower. And they're like, I don't know why this red fruit is coming off of my plant. <laughs> Right? They're like trying to tamp it down. And what I'm recommending is that you stop tamping down what naturally wants to express from you. For a lot of women that I coach, they have often have very well-trodden thoughts that who they are is too much or coincidentally, who they are is not enough, depending on what the attribute is. And so often I see some women, they're like, oh, I, I'm too much of this and I'm not enough of that, right? Because they have some avatar of who they believe they're supposed to be. And then when they look at the qualities of their being, they make themselves wrong for having it. And oftentimes, like they believe okay, well, if I'm too much of this, then I've got to tamp this down. And if I'm too little of this, I have to artificially try to pump my, this into myself. 
I have to pretend to be someone that I'm not. And then that is when we create this weird funhouse mirror version of ourselves. We grow up and our family of origin passes down their beliefs about how the world works to us. And we now know that as very small children, our nervous system is wired as it attempts to co-regulate itself with the nervous system of our primary caregiver. So if your primary caregiver was dysregulated, anxious, depressed, stressed, whatever, your physical body as a child attuned to that as a little kiddo whose body was trying to find a safe, relaxed nervous system to attune to. And then when it finds a dysregulated nervous system, that is what it begins to attune to. So if you're an adult and you feel completely right, you're in your kitchen making coffee and everything is safe, but it doesn't feel that way. You just have to recognize that's not you. That's just a dysregulation in your nervous system that was patterned very early on. Then our brains go through a school system that taught us not to think critically, to regurgitate information rather than come up with our own constant stream of creative ideas. It taught us that failure was the worst possible thing that could happen to us and to avoid it at all costs. You want to talk about another thing. I could have a whole podcast on failure fragility and how deeply it fucks entrepreneurs because literally your ability to succeed is the ones who are falling down and getting up repeatedly. Those are the ones who make it to the finish line. All of this is extremely important context for you to have as you go on your journey of becoming who you are meant to be in this world. Because a lot of you are sitting around beating yourselves up and being mean to yourselves and wondering what's wrong with you. And it's funny because I hear all the time in personal development that you've got to really see that there's nothing wrong with you, that you're perfectly whole and lovable as you are. And that has to be the first step to transformation. And while I do believe you cannot hate your way or resist your way to change, my viewpoint on this is actually quite different which is that I see the way most people are talking about the self, right? Talking about the you and who the you is, who the self is, is in a way that I actually don't see it the same way. Because if you believe you're a spiritual being having a human experience, you begin to process and perceive the world very differently. And actually, I think the way I see it, the way I view my sense of self, I think is part of what has made it so easy for me to completely blow up multiple identities of who I am over the years. I'm like also going through a process right now. Get right, buckle up, folks. There's another one in process right now. In order to see your identity as the complete and total mental construct that it is. It's all just pretend, right? Like this little human identity of who you think you are to explode out of it and all of the limitations of what you believe is possible for the you, the self you've been identifying with, you have to work with the consciousness behind your identity. The consciousness behind your identity has to expand. If you've been listening to my podcast for more than a minute, a lot of you are already seeing this split. 
you're listening to an episode where I am bringing into awareness something within your brain that's just a mental construct. And then after you listen to the episode, you're going out and you're living your life. And then you're seeing that pattern start to play out. You see that thought start to come in. And then because you listen to the episode, you're like, wait, but that's like not who I am, right? Like Catherine pointed out, like she brought this awareness into my mind. And I'm now seeing that that isn't like what's true about me. And you're starting to engage in a different behavior and you're beginning to rise above and see what you're doing, which was just, you were engaging in what had been a deeply conditioned unconscious behavior, right? But then after you listen to an episode and I bring something into your awareness and then you're applying it in your life, you're bringing consciousness to that moment. That's what you're doing. So if, if like the consciousness behind your identity has to expand, feels like really like, what the fuck does that mean? I just want you to think of how many episodes you've listened where I expand your consciousness and then you're going out into the world and you're starting to see where your little human mind had a pattern or it had a construct or it had something, but then you have a, an expanded consciousness around it. And when you have an expanded consciousness around the pattern, you have awareness. And with awareness comes choice. You have a moment where you can decide to break the pattern. Here's a really good analogy, actually. I just came back from Hawaii, which was like an eight-hour flight from Austin. And my husband packed our Nintendo Switch for our five-year-old, which was adorable. And he bought him some new games. And it was amazing for me to watch my son improve his skills over the course of the flight. In the beginning, he was dying left and right. It was a Mario game. So, you know, he was running into you know, those little Venus flytraps guys that like come out of the pipes and the little mushroom Goomba guys, right? Like he's running into Goombas. He's jumping onto the pipe when the Venus flytrap's coming out. He's falling into holes when he's miscalculating the jump. Like he just kept dying. <laughs> and he was just laughing at his own incompetence, right? At one point he looked at me on the flight and he was just laughing hysterically. And he's like, mommy, I just keep dying. Now to be real, he did start to get frustrated because when you would have a game over, it would send you back further in the world and you'd have to start all the way over. So there were points of frustration, but the point I'm making is that in general, he didn't believe himself to be Mario in the level where he's like, ah, Goomba's going to get me. Right. He was like, oh, I'm the person holding the controller that is directing the Mario. And in that moment, it occurred to me why I'm so okay with failing and falling on my face and showing up on Instagram in new edgy ways all the time which is that I am playing life, playing my business the exact same way my son was playing Mario. You guys think you are Mario. You are very confused. <laughs> you think when you post and nobody buys that a Venus flytrap has come up and eaten you. you. Your brain is like processing, right? If you show up and say that edgy thing that differentiates you from everyone else in the industry, which would be the thing that would start making you money, but you've been taught to blend in, right? Your brain is processing it as you're Mario in the game and the Goomba is about to run into you and you've got to run, right? You have to stop thinking you are Mario. 
You have to step into seeing you are the creator controlling your Mario in this world. In order to step into your future self, in order to become the person you were meant to be in this lifetime, in this world, you have to expand that consciousness behind your little meat suit human identity. And you have to shift your awareness into that expanded consciousness of the creator, which is just watching and controlling your little meat suit, your little Mario in your business. Which who knew that Mario was going to be such a great, profound spiritual teacher, but the analogy continues to track because my son, as he was playing different levels, he had been collecting different powers at the little mushroom houses. Now, I apologize for anyone who has not played Mario. This episode is totally losing you, but I feel like my people were born and raised in a Mario era and it's tracking. Now, for some levels, he wanted to activate firepower Mario. And for others, he wanted ice power Mario. And still others, he wanted that little leafy tail that helps Mario to fly. And he had no thoughts or attachment to who his Mario had been in the last level. He wasn't like, if I put on this firepower suit to succeed in the next level, I will be an imposter because I didn't have a firepower suit in the last level. No! Imposter syndrome is literally just a function of you misunderstanding who you actually are. And when I think about this, when, when you join the accelerator, you'll see, I go through like, this was my identity growing to six figures. This was my identity growing to a quarter million. This was my identity growing to half a million. And the reason I so clearly call out, like this was how my identity shifted and changed was for you to have a very tangible, concrete example of what the Mario looks like, right? In the real world as a human with an avatar being like, oh, okay, for the next level, right? What gets you to six figures isn't going to be the thing that's going to get you to the quarter million. What gets you to the quarter million is not going to be the thing that's going to get you to the million. And it's always you, but you're needing to activate different attributes, different expressions of yourself, different qualities of being. And for so many of you that are attaching to like thinking you're the little Mario in the game, you believe yourself to be Mario. You're like, I didn't have firepower in the last level. And I don't know what people are going to think if I show up suddenly in this next level with my firepower versus like, no, this firepower is in my tool belt. It's part of who I am. And I'm just going to activate it now to amplify and catapult myself into this next level of who I know, right? Who that consciousness behind the Mario is directing me to be, is asking to express through my little Mario avatar in the world to get me through the level. Identifying with your little human meat suit identity Instead of seeing yourself as the creator, the consciousness controlling your Mario in this game called life is just misunderstanding who you are. And so there are some of these personal development concepts that become irrelevant as you ascend your consciousness, like believing you have to love yourself to change. I don't believe you have to love yourself to change. I don't believe you have to fully accept yourself to change. I believe that most of what the vast majority of humans believe to be themselves, their identity, who they associate themselves as, is literally just a thought error. 
And when you are seated in that higher level of consciousness, seeing all of your identity as the complete made up fabricated mental construct that it is, it's just super sweet, right? You're watching your little Mario jumping through the game of the Goombas and the Venus flytraps with so much loving awareness of the truth. Like for me, for instance, here's a very tangible example. I was raised in a household where I fundamentally did not feel psychologically safe. And while I have done a ton of mind and nervous system regulation work, my nervous system would still be categorized as hypervigilant, like highly anxious. Okay. My fight, flight, freeze gets triggered very easily. But as I've separated myself, right, my self, two separate words, my space self, more and more from my little human avatar, my brain patterns and nervous system triggers, my body can be in an intense nervous system response. Like my human body can feel almost overtaken with the intensity of the emotion. But in the center of me is and always just one connection away, I can drop into it at any time, is that calm, deep, loving awareness, that expanded consciousness that exists beyond my human brain and my human nervous system. And when I'm able to drop into that at any time on demand, it's this deep knowing that that nervous system response is not me. That my thoughts and my beliefs about what is, what is possible in this world are not me. They are just an attribute, a, a thought error that my current Mario has programmed into him in this game called life. And when I am seated back as the creator in that expanded consciousness, I can go in and activate other powers in my Mario because I am removed from him. I don't believe him to be who I am. It's so fucking ironic because the more you detach from the self, right? The more deeply you can engage, not just with yourself, but the more deeply you can actually engage with the entire world. This will literally change your business if you implement this shift. The analogy I use in the accelerator is that most people live their lives on like one of the outer rings of Saturn. You know how Saturn, the planet, has all of those rings outside of it, right? Most humans are living their lives on an outer ring of the planet and they think they're living on Saturn. They haven't even come into the center. They haven't even come onto the planet. They, they're like, they're totally mistaken <laughs> about where they're even living. They haven't even visited the planet and they're just living on some outer const, outer ring, right, of it without ever even touching the center. Most people are disconnected from their soul, from their unique frequency, but that frequency is the true self. It's the pieces of yourself that no matter how much thought work and self-work and spiritual work you do, there are parts of you that you will never transcend. And beyond the frequency of your soul, everything else is just little meat suit details. They might feel like completely overwhelming, intense nervous system responses 
stress responses. They might feel like beliefs that feel so true to you. You just can't see your way out of it. But the moment you step out of your Mario and you step into the consciousness behind your Mario, you have a completely different way of engaging with it. Like the patterns of the mind are just patterns of a mind. The nervous system of the body is programmed to certain habitual stress response patterns. It's just patterns. And most people think they're the patterns. And I think that while I see a lot of people struggling to love themselves, it's almost like I just circumvent the whole thing by releasing any of it from my fundamental sense of self. I look down on it. I look down on my little Mario in the stress response and the nervous system dysregulation and the limiting belief with compassionate, loving awareness, but I know it's not actually me. I'm like, oh, my Mario has been like, there's a programming error, right? I can see it's like got an issue right now. I've got to go back in and I've got to work with some of the code there. I'm going to fix that. And so rather than trying to fight to love things that I think are glued to me that I don't like, or to drag myself into trying to accept things that don't feel right, I fundamentally just unglue all of it from my sense of self. So many of you have a million things glued to your sense of self that are keeping you from stepping into your future self. And you cannot rip the skin off a snake. Now, a lot of you might think you understand this. You may even have heard the idea that you're a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around, but you have to sink into the fact that if you really understood the concept as deeply, right? Like you only understand that concept as deeply as your current results in this 3D world. It's one thing to cognitively know the phrase, right? Like I'm a boundless, expansive soul, just having a human experience on this earth, right? And it's like a mantra and you have it on a post-it note on your computer, right? That's a cognitive, like, oh, that sounds fluffy and nice. It's a good inspirational quote to put on your Instagram. But if you don't see boundlessness and expansion, just all across your life in this 3D world, you have to understand that you aren't living the concept, right? You are, you only understand that phrase to the level of your current results. So I want you to look around at the results in your business. I want you to look around at your physical environment where you're living. I want you to look around at your life, your friends, the five people you spend the most time with and ask yourself, is this a reflection of the frequency I feel within me? Is, is this a reflection of the bigness I know is dying to get out of me? Is this a like a reflection of the frequency that is just asking to be unleashed into the world? Is this the, a reflection of who I know I am called to be in this lifetime? And if what you're seeing and your outer world is not reflecting what you know to be true in like a, there's just a, maybe just a little hint of it inside of you right now. I want you to consider that you don't actually understand the concept. You aren't embodying the concept. If you were embodying and living from the wisdom of that concept, you would see it reflected in your outer results. Most of who you believe yourself to be is not you at all. 
Like here's a really good example that I take my clients through sometimes. Right now, think about your primary caregivers growing up. Really drop into your body and think about them. And then pretend there is a chair out in front of you and project the energy of that person, that primary caregiver you had growing up, project their most primary energy onto that chair in front of you. Feel that energy. And now I want you to really tune into the vibration of that energy that you have just projected out onto the chair in front of you and ask yourself, is that an energy that feels familiar in your body? Is that an energy that you often feel and seems very familiar to your way of being in this world? Does the energy of your primary caretaker growing up still live inside of you? That's not yours. Think about what you currently believe is possible for yourself. Now get curious. Where did those beliefs come from? Do you recall when you first heard them? Who gave those beliefs to you? Those aren't yours. (laughs) The concept and way I speak about this in the accelerator is finding your static. Like each of us in our fuck yes frequency is clear as a bell. We are magnetic. Our frequency rings through space and time powerfully. It just emanates, it radiates out from our natural beingness. But most of us are either completely living in static, right? Those outer rings of Saturn, not even in the central column, like not even knowing that we have a frequency that is ours, or it's like we are in between stations on the radio. We can kind of hear the song come in sometimes. And sometimes the song comes in for a few seconds, really loud and clear, but then it disappears again. And we're back to the static sound. The work of our lifetime is removing the static from our brains, our bodies, our nervous systems, and attuning ourselves to our unique frequency, the vibration of our soul. And when we do that, we start living in a very different way. We start making very different decisions, which is we live unabashedly, powerfully as our future selves as who we were meant to be on this earth in this lifetime. So remember every single time you have the thought, well, I just can't start showing up that way, or well, I can't just be that way because of X, Y, or Z. Or, you know, if I show up this way, then this person, this former coworker, my mom or Aunt Millie or whoever is going to have a thought about it. Or each time you stretch into an edge and hear the thought, who do you think you are zap into your brain That is a dog collar around your neck. And if you stay living as Mario, you will keep all the collars and live in that beginning game level in perpetuity for the rest of your life. Like if your soul feels fucking huge and colorful, but you're not showing up that line, we got work to do. If you look at the mirror 
and you see a reflection of the matrix, oh my gosh, we had so many people in this round of the accelerator. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm like drinking from a mug that has a logo of my company on it. I'm writing with a pen that has a logo. I'm wearing clothes that the, that the business told me to wear and that was appropriate to wear. They look in the mirror and they don't even see themselves. They don't see the fullest expression of the frequency that just wants to express from them right? If you look in the mirror and you see the matrix, instead of your fullest frequency expressed in clothing adorned all over your body, you look in the mirror and you look in your eyes. Do you see the vitality and the radiance of your fullest frequency just coming out of yourself? If you don't see that in the mirror, we got work to do. Who you have been before and likely most of who you believe yourself to be right now isn't actually you. It's just who the world told you to be. It's who your family told you to be. It's who you know the media told you to be. It's learned thoughts, learned beliefs, learned stress responses. And that isn't you. You are a soul here on this earth with your beautiful meat suit. We got to love our meat suits. You're having a human experience. You are not your body. You are not even your mind. You are a powerful soul and it is your time. If this episode opened something up within you and you have a felt sense that it's time to shed who you've been and step into who you're meant to be, I want to invite you to join us in the next launch of the brand Alchemy Accelerator. Doors will be open April 4th to the 8th and you can get yourself on the waitlist now at www.katherinemorsoncoaching.com forward slash course. It's time to upgrade your Mario powers. And this is the space to do it. I'll see you there. Oh.